I'm Kim. I'm Megs. Welcome to the At Woods End podcast. <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> Kittens can be real assholes. <laughs> Why are we here? What have I done? Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? I only show. Uh, am I reading the next one or are you? Salsa. <laughs> I don't know, is that even a word? Welcome back to the Atwoods End podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Megs, and this is episode 36, Unhinged. Today we are diving into the world of online dating, not in a particularly good way, which for the few successes that there are when it comes to online dating, it's a lot of stress and annoyance. So I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I can attest to the fact that it can definitely be challenging at times. And I think anyone who's, like, been on an app for any length of time can speak to the waves that you go through of being on and off the online dating space. And so we asked our listeners across, like, our social platforms for their online dating and dating app stories from disasters to hilarious mishaps spread through a few of these before recording and I'm excited to have a good like just a good laugh and hopefully everyone feels a bit better at the end of this episode about their own dating struggles. Yeah and I always say that it doesn't have to work out with everyone but just that one person and by logic just simply thinking about it means that sometimes it's going to be a really long road but before we get to that how have you been these last few weeks? Don't say busy. (laughs) (laughs) I've been bustling. That's my alternative way to say I've been busy. But it's been the best kind of busy, so much different from the work busy that I feel normally starts my life updates. So like I was thinking about this and like in university, my friends and I used to play this game or like it's like kind of a game. I don't know if you can call it a game, but basically it's called good buck, bad buck. And you say like one great thing and one not so great thing that's happened or is like going on in your life uh, right now. And like, that's how I'm summarizing my update for today. So good buck first. I've had lots of like fun plans over the past couple weeks. And this past Tuesday, a couple of my friends and I went to a float spa downtown cool. and it was like the most relaxing experience. So like For anyone who doesn't know, like a float spot, basically you get into this pod and it's filled with shin deep warm water and a thousand pounds of Epsom salts. So you're so buoyant and like floaty and you get a little headrest and earplugs and you lie down and you float in the dark for an hour and they have different soundtracks. So like I, mine was like starry night. So it was like forest cottagey sounds and the roof of the pod had a- God, yeah. (laughs) So like the the roof of the pod had like a starry sky and it was just very like crickets and loons and stuff like that. And yeah, you basically just float. Like I fell asleep for the last 20 minutes and woke up so sleepy and like ready for bed, which was nice because we did it at like 830 at night. So by the time we got out and had like their showers there and stuff and it was like 10 o'clock, I drove home, I went straight to bed. So yeah, would definitely recommend. (laughs) My sleep sound like like, when I'm like really like comfortable i feel like it'd be like yum 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 <laughs> that's me if you guys ever yeah. want to hear what i sound like when i get into a bed with like fresh sheets and yum 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was just like, it was, yeah, it was very relaxing. And I wasn't really quite sure like what to expect because I was like, an hour is a long time to just be like lying there in like silence. But um, yeah, like by the end of it, I was like, 
I didn't even realize that all that time had passed. So it's H2O float in the distillery district of Toronto if anyone actually wants to go. And then for my bad buck, I was downtown in Little Italy this past Friday for dinner and like just getting drinks. One of my friends is home from New Zealand. She hasn't been home in like three years. And I parked across from Sneaky D's over on college and I had the very scary shock of realizing someone had air tagged my car on the drive home. Oh my God. So like very, very scary. Luckily it fell off on the DVP and they were likely looking to steal my car because Honda Civics are like big on the theft market right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I have like, mine's also a two door, which is not I never see two-door Honda Civic, so I feel like the fact that it's kind of, like, the sportier version of a Honda Civic yeah. probably was, like, I was parked along a sidewalk. Like, there's just, like, it was the perfect kind of storm for that to happen. But, yeah, luckily it went heavy on the potholes, and it <laughs> fell off somewhere <laughs> by Don Mills. Yeah, definitely, like, very alarming, because I could also, it, it, so it shows up as an alert in, like, the find my section of, like, an iPhone that there's, like, a tracker Which, like, following thank you. God. Thank God that uh, that's Yeah, I'm like, thing. I just think, like, lucky, one, I guess, like, lucky that I have an iPhone, but also lucky that the, the trackers are Apple products so that they're compatible. But what I found the most, like, unnerving is you can see the, per- the person who owns the AirTag, you can see the moments they were checking it which is really like just icky feeling to know that someone was like watching your progression down the road but yeah luckily fell off so like it was a good ending for me but like definitely a warning to anyone who wasn't aware that that stuff happens they typically hide them in wheel wells and behind license plates and if it happens like my intention was to drive to the police station yes i was gonna say that that's if anybody gets that alert you just drive straight to a police station don't drive like a maniac through potholes that doesn't always work but you take it to a (laughs) police station and yeah they can they'll help you never drive home never ever drive home. no and also something that in these conversations i've had the past couple days with friends like telling them about about this was like check your purses too after a night out at a bar because uh, uh there's been stories of people having air tags slipped into purses which in my opinion is a way more scary than it being on my vehicle is the idea that i could get into my home and that tracker is is on me but yeah, anyways, good good weeks and like some some scary moments. But anyways, what about you? I miss our daily FaceTimes and I know you're like a mad woman this time of year as blueberries are starting. Uh, have they started yet? So the official first day of the season is tomorrow. I am a mad woman. Basically, blueberry season, we tell the people that we hire, it's basically six weeks. You have to have full availability, the potential to work seven days a week which thankfully we hardly ever do stretches of more than four days, but they are like hard days. And then we'll take days off when the patch needs ripening or when there's thunderstorms. And right now there's nothing that I love to do more than to bash with fellow farmers meteorology as a science because they don't know diddly squat and... They say it's going to rain and everybody's waiting for for rain and then it doesn't come. And so it's been very frustrating waiting for this rain. But hopefully the rain does eventually come and provide some days off. But it's hectic. It's fun. I am just I feel consistently out of breath. And I'm like, I better be so fit by the end of this. This better be like, (laughs) get me that stress lean body. (laughs) What does that look like? And so that's, that's been that. And 
luckily I have a few really fun projects coming up at work and I've been able to kind of space them out throughout the summer. So for the first time, I think in, a, in maybe a year, I'm booked out two months where I can't take any projects unless they're like really small, which is exciting because, you know, with freelancing, I don't take too many retainer clients because I like to spice yeah. it up. And so it gives me some security that I'm going to be busy with these fun things that I'm really looking forward to. And I'm still out of breath, yeah, but that's it's like the best thing ever. <laughs> I was going to say, that's like the best case scenario because like, like you said, like you, you are someone who takes on more like project work. And so the like prospect of being like, I'm like booked and get to like still change it up all the time is like so satisfying. It is. That's a great way of putting it. It's a very satisfying feeling being like, oh, I'm going to be working with these guys and then with, with this business next and then this brand. And so... It's, it's a beautiful yeah. lineup. It's my favorite kind of li- lineup. But, okay, let's get into the bulk of this episode. I guess before we really get into it, I have to disclaim that as I will laugh at these stories and add my, my advice and my tidbits, especially my advice on how dating apps can be better, I've actually never had a dating profile or been on any <laughs> of the apps. Like, my, my tips on how I can improve the user experience yeah. of this app that I've never been on. So I met Tilo, my husband, the good old husband, in 2016. And I think Tinder had just come out a few years before that or was just gaining popularity in, like, the university scene, which we were both in. And so... I feel like any online dating that existed prior to that was like plenty of fish or I can't even remember those like true dating websites. Can can you remember any of those sites? Uh, okay, Cupid was a big one. I think oh. like it still kind of is for older generations. I also like Christian Mingle is also one that's <laughs> name always pops into my head. Farmers and like only. Ashley, <laughs> well, yeah, and, and Ashley Madison, of course, for all the shady affair having folks. But... I, I did not know what that was for the longest time. And I think somebody who had no right explaining what it was to me now that I think about it being like, it's this. And I was like, oh, can you explain what it actually is for if someone's not familiar. So, like, Ashley Madison is, like, a dating website specifically for people that were looking to have, like, extramarital affairs. So it was, like, yeah, men and women basically looking to cheat on their spouses. So it was, like, very, like, um, what's the right word? Like, there was, like... So, well, yeah, skeezy, but all <laughs> yeah, okay, those words. But I meant like I guess a more discreet dating website see, maybe yeah. than like some of the other ones. But yeah, I think it kind of really rose to popularity when like some you know more famous people should like got exposed. I think they had a big data leak actually in like oh that's terrifying the early like 2010s and like a bunch of like people got uh, exposed as having profiles so yeah that, I that's feel like why I in high school Madison. I didn't really like it was something that I would see in movies but had no experience with it so like do you think that the fact that you know those dating apps that came after tinder were on your phone that they made them so much more accessible to a younger group of people because like for me online web dating was like singles in their 40s but now tinder bumble hinge all seem to be used by people in and around our age so like what's the major difference or what do you think um i think the phone aspect for sure i think just the fact that our social lives have become so intertwined with technology it almost makes sense that dating took that like natural transition yeah. to the digital world and like as bittersweet as maybe that is like 10 years ago it was such it was such a niche like you said that it was an uncommon way of meeting people and like 
even in university, it was just way less common because at least in our experience, you like, you know, around you constantly, you. yeah, you were at parties, you were at bars, you did like intramural sports, you sat in the concourse and you studied and people, you you, know, you just met people in real life all the time that were new. So you didn't, there was no need to take that into an online space because you were so hyper exposed to like new people. And, like, it's interesting to see that transition to the point now where it almost feels nowadays, and, like, I can speak to it, and I know friends have expressed the same sentiment, that if you're not on an app, then you almost feel like you're not even actively dating or, like, putting yourself or out trying. there in that space. Which, yeah. Yeah, like, you're not trying, which is obviously not necessarily true, but it seems to be how everyone feels now. Like, it's almost like if you're single, there's, like, an obligation to be on these apps, and, like, I get it. And especially with the pandemic, it was really the only option for single people. Like over the past few years, where masked up in a grocery store. Like, I was just about really to say that. Meet. That would actually be a cute meet cute for me <laughs> is bumping into someone yeah. and like, oh, I see you have. Yeah, and be like, hey, for the snack. first seven days. <laughs> yeah. And like for the, for the first seven days, you have to stay six feet apart from me. Like, it's just like, it's definitely an interesting <laughs> shift in like how humans are socially interacting. But <laughs> <laughs> no i love it i love it imagine you just went on a series that'd be a cute movie but i never want to watch a movie about pandemic life ever again but just a series of of dates that are pandemic like you go grocery shopping together but six feet apart and <laughs> oh my god it's like the it's like that there is there i mean there's a there is a movie called six feet apart that you could watch but it's about two people with cf that fall in love but you can't like right cystic fibrosis patients can't be near each other because like they can make each other really sick and so that's devastating it is honestly a very hallmark romantic comedy and kim's like ready to cry for three days straight (laughs) (laughs) yeah you don't watch it because i know it will not be good for you (laughs) fourth fight here we go (laughs) (laughs) yeah again about movies we only fight about movies actually side story so my sister's boyfriend um he's from dublin and he's working blueberries with us and so we were driving back from the patch today and we were talking about movies and he was saying that he likes scary movies and i was like i detest them you and you were like the mummy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no so he's telling me the plots of some of these movies by the end of the ride i was like when i'm scared tonight i'm gonna come and wake you up and be like i'm scared what do I do? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> so. I take back when I told you on the weekend to watch Stranger Things. Like, I don't, I don't actually want you to watch Stranger Things now because, like, I don't, I don't think it's scary, but I just, I just know I'm you not going to deal with it. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't actually want to deal with the repercussions. <laughs> so every time I see my brother-in-law, he's like, "You need to watch Stranger Things," and I'm like, uh, "Someone said it's scary." <laughs> no way. <laughs> Anyways, okay, let's get into listener stories. As always, these stories are completely anonymous, and some details are at times altered slightly to help protect people that they are about because some of them get obvious real quick. So, first one, which is funny because it was actually submitted to both of our accounts, just slightly differently worded, but hilarious in both. It was just one line. He showed up in a fedora. Um... Questionable. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay, I feel like I was thinking about this earlier, and I feel like this is one of those things where it's really going to just come down to chemistry <laughs> because, like, a fedora is hard to overlook, but like, Justin Timberlake shows up in a fedora. I, honestly, I'm, I can get past Would it. Would you not so, have like, questionable, like, 
even if he did? Yes, I... Yes, but then I'm like, okay, well, what if it's, like, the the best date you've ever been on your whole life, but this guy's in a fedora the whole time? Like, do you not go out with them again? Let me tell like, you something. I just think if somebody it- shows up in a fedora, that means on their wedding day, they're going to be like, let's get fedoras for me and all the groups. <laughs> or, like, okay? no, and be like, I'm going to wear, away. I'm going to wear a kilt. Can I wear a kilt at our wedding? <laughs> For yeah okay like are everything i think you know what yes I, so this is my advice to the dating apps there should be a micro speed date before you even decide on an actual date because pictures just don't do it justice so i feel like if you had 30 seconds to just like look at each other and then you could figure out yes or no thoughts is that super inconvenient maybe but i feel like it would help avoid a trash first date just based on that <laughs> Okay, like, I yes, I, I agree. I think that that is what a first date from a dating app is, though. The way I look at it is, like, a dating app, it's like walking into a house party. And you're going to chat with people, and some you're going to vibe with, and maybe you're going to chat for a while, and some you're going to be like, no, you're not for me, and, like, just move on after a few minutes. And then you have this first date, and you're grabbing drinks, say, or, like, something because you've established you connect enough to like stick around and be like okay I'm actually gonna like open my drink at this house party and I'm gonna like stay like gonna you know have like I a guess, longer interaction maybe with they you need to do like how, what is the length of your first date like how long do you want that date to be and you should be able to to check off 5 10 30 minutes 45 <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big ad that's why I'm a big advocate for drinks as like a first date because I think that like it it's it doesn't take long to finish a drink. So in the There's in the Kim grand scheme, throwing back I'm chugging, chugging. Yeah, like, <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> yeah, like I think that there's like that is an acceptable amount of time to make like a, a sound judgment on whether you want to continue it, and it's an easy date to continue should it be going really well. Okay, you get fair, another fair. round of drinks, whatever, but you can cut it off versus like a dinner you're stuck until the food comes and like not to say like I've never I personally have never like just like bailed on a date immediately after finishing a drink but like I like that that is an option never say I guess never, sometimes I, that's that's asking for no I said I never have oh, no, I no, no, no I said I never have not that I never would okay. but like I never personally have <laughs> left in, like in like an in an urgent matter um but like I think it's just a lot of like reshaping your expectations around those like initial interactions like oh, obviously sure. you can have an incredible first date and the chemistry is there yeah but like when we put so much pressure on those things like it it's just like if you sometimes you can capture a spark over text and it's not necessarily going to translate into real life and that's what that first grabbing drinks going to a park whatever okay the fine then be, i is. like it's about that it's less of a date in my I opinion see. okay so i changed my mind it shouldn't be called app should have an option for like a pre-date call it a pre-date and you ask somebody, like, yeah. hey, let's go on a pre-date. Let's see if we vibe. Let's grab a quick drink, one drink, one hit wonders, and then we can set up an actual date. And I feel like maybe that's the language that's missing because then that would save you a lot of time and trouble of, like, you know, and, and get through the texting fast. Like, okay, are we yeah, done? Are getting we done? through the boom, texting boom, 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 fast boom. is huge. Yeah. I do well, and so I think myself. that's a, I, yeah, I totally agree. And like, I think that that's kind of like what I'm trying to say too, is that like that first drink is more of a pre-date than it is a date date because you could get there and be like, wait, I actually completely misread this situation. Like we're not a fit. And then it's just like, cool, you met somebody new, whatever. But like, I think when you put pressure on like, it's a date, it's like, 
it makes it so much more stressful than it needs to be, you know? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I, I completely Because you could have that, like, pre, pre-date date. <laughs> well, it's just, like, you could have that pre, pre-date date, and then you get there, and you're like, wait, I actually really like you. And then it's basically just a date anyways, because you're yeah. going to be, like, Yeah. But you, it starts off out, in the guise know? of, like, 15, 20 minutes, and then we'll see how it goes. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next. Went out for sushi. The man was white, but he used a horrendous fake Asian accent to the waiters, <laughs> claiming that it would help them understand better. Oh, my God. Ate everything like a vacuum, asked if I could pay for myself, and then asked for a ride home. You wouldn't be getting one. Needless to say, there was no second date. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, Where do you even begin I, with that? I would have walked out. It wouldn't have even been a first date because, like, that's how fast I would have walked out of that restaurant. That is so wildly offensive and inappropriate. I would just turn bright red, I think, and just... And then I'd give a... I don't know. I wouldn't even bother with a lecture. I think I would leave. I don't think I would make it to the paying. I think I would go to the bathroom and never come back. No. I wouldn't have made it to the paying, but I for sure would have laid into them. And they would not have liked it. Because, like, I would have been, like... I would have snapped, I think. (laughs) Like, it takes a lot. (laughs) It takes a lot for me to be annoyed. But, like, you would have got... Yeah, you would have gotten a big lecture... And then I would have walked out and you can pay for it and you can find your own ride home. And like, even on top of all like the inappropriate commentary, eating like a vacuum. <laughs> like I, I have a big issue with hearing someone chew. So that oh, would have too. been like, me, and it gets worse when you get a, married. It gets worse when you get married. <laughs> I didn't hear Tilo eat ever before. And then we got married. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like there's, yeah, I, Yeah, I hate the sound of people chewing, and so that would have been the icing on a cake that was, like, quite literally already fully frosted, like... I just, like, how can you be so offensive like that? This is, this is a real story that's been... just ignorant. Like, it's the ignorance for me. Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah, I would have been enraged. I wonder, so based on... Okay, the next thing that dating apps should do is sift through different stories, like, do what we did, but on, like, a larger scale, and be like, tell us these horror stories tell us things that have happened and then they like sneakily add in questions to profiles like is there an accent that you would use on a daily basis that is not your own or a legitimate one you know would that help that weed things out probably i feel like they just need to continue changing you know like you gotta work with with what you got here in regards to the dating pools but just like (laughs) yeah no i just like some people, man, are, like, living in a different century. I know, right? Okay, next. He made me pick him up a tea on the way to our park date. And I quote, something herbal, not too fruity. Then proceeded to abruptly leave after one hour because he needed to be alone with his thoughts. He showed up 30 minutes late because he decided to ride his bicycle a ridiculous distance, even though he had a car. My first thing first off with this is, like, if you're going to ask me to get you a tea, no problem. I'd imagine in this scenario, I'm probably grabbing something for myself on the way anyways, you know? So, like, give me a specific what order. Girl, though? Like, what audacity? Why, why the guessing game when you, you're already asking for a favor? If I'm, so, like, if one of my sister's friends are coming by and I'm like, hey, can you see if this friend that I know really well can stop and get me something? She'll literally yell at me. You can't do that. Like, you can't ask somebody to get you something. 
And that's like people that I've known for, for decades. And she finds it so inappropriate. And this guy over here is like, hey, f- we haven't met yet, but can you pick me something up? And I'm not going to be specific about an order, just just throwing it out there. Yeah, like, I think in this in this context, it's like, okay, well, like, maybe, you know, make maybe this person offered <laughs> to get a drink, but then, like, be specific. Like, don't make it more difficult on the person who's already doing something for you. And then, like, on top of that, to actively choose to be late because you felt like getting sweaty before a first date. Like, it's just <laughs> oh, I didn't me. even think of that. Yeah, like, you're done, you're showing up out of breath and hot. I think being late, though, that would be, I don't know, that would be, like, a orange flag. Not a red flag, per se, because, like, sometimes things happen and it's really out of your control. And if someone shows up late and is, like, but then some people are perpetually late, so it's hard to kind of gauge the lateness. But I I don't love lateness. You know, like, Tilo, we're leaving somewhere in two hours and he's sitting by the door with his shoes on and it stresses me out because I'm like you are too early like it is unhealthy how early you want to be to things like this is you need to relax so like (laughs) well like yeah I think that the being the my thing is it it totally does depend on like why someone is late but you're regardless of if you're like how you're approaching it you're still meeting somebody new and this is your first impression and regardless of like whether you want it to go somewhere what your like dating expectations are I just feel like sometimes there's this like lack of respect for other people's times and I don't know if that's that like that's true dehumanize people a little bit because you 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 haven't met this person on the other side they're kind of this like figment not like you know what i mean like they're not real until you meet them really okay and then the yeah the other thing that i'm thinking about here is could you not come up with an excuse better than being alone with your thoughts like imagine you're the person on that date and someone's like yeah this has been great but i just need to be alone with my thoughts it's like (laughs) it just feels like so so excessively honest (laughs) can you find another time for that maybe or is your heart not in it because just well and like my big question here is who who orchestrated the date because if this person orchestrated the date and then is like wait no i need to go because i need to be alone with my thoughts is like actually if you put it why didn't you just pick a different date (laughs) like you made this plan and you've like you know you've like put this in both of our schedules only to be like no actually yeah yeah that's yeah strange strange people okay next one on our first date a guy told me how he peed his pants while street racing (laughs) (laughs) street racing was already a turn off but the peeing of his pants no words I I I have a lot to to say Okay, hold First on. Off. I've got a side story okay. before this. So the only other peeing of pants story that even comes to my mind that I've ever had any experience with is that we had like family friends. We called them our cousins. We were super close. And the two sons, they were close to my age. They thought I was really funny. And I used to, we used to just like start laughing. And it was that like infectious laughter where we laughed a couple times because of funny things. But then we set this precedent, like, we're going to laugh really hard when we're together. And I made one of them pee their pants. And by far, that is why I know that my 
comic genius does exist because I have actually made someone pee their pants. But we were like <laughs> seven or eight. Like this was a very long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's a grown up. <laughs> my, my, my thing is, okay. Literally, who street races to a point where they actively share it in casual conversation? <laughs> and, like, so from a conversation starter perspective, it works for me because I certainly have a lot of questions. Like, for starters, why were you street racing? Was it a one versus one scenario or more like suburban NASCAR? How fast were you going to pee your pants? Like, was it just a poor choice on your part in terms of bathroom schedule and, like, you didn't know you were going to be in the street race and you just finished, like, you were at the movies, you just finished, like, a giant (laughs) Diet Coke and, like, it's just too late? Like, there's just, there's a lot to unpack for sure. It wouldn't be a second date, but definitely one to log for, you know, for future reference. My follow-up here is, like, what's the end goal of this story? Are they looking for a laugh? Are they looking for sympathy? Because they're certainly not looking for someone to be like, you're definitely a badass. <laughs> because, you know, the the starting of it. And no, that's not badass to be illegal and potentially kill somebody because, because why? No, no. It just is like all the way for me. I don't think there's any part like just. Yeah, they're like, they're for sure waving the red flag. But like, I. <laughs> Okay, hold on, hold on. I have a second side story here from... So, one time I almost got a speed racing ticket, but I emphasize... What were you doing? I'm sorry, what were you doing? I was not speed racing. So, I was driving, there's this... Driving from Woodbridge to Kleinberg, which is where I grew up to this, like, small little heritage community with all these rich people. I was driving my way to this, like, little town... And it goes from, like, two lanes to just one lane. And the speed limit is, like, literally 60 for, like, a couple kilometers. And, of course, all the the beautiful cars are, like, I can't drive 60. It'll break my Mercedes. And so I had this lady, like, up my ass for, for the entire time that we were driving this, like, stretch where it's 60 and it's one lane. And so we come up to a set of lights and there it becomes two lanes. And then shortly after the lights, it goes back down to one lane. So I'm pretty pissed off at this point because I'm like, this is poor driving etiquette. So we're at the lights and like she's like waving at me, you know, and I'm like, that's the speed limit, you know. And so we're having this little tiff. And so then the light, it's like (laughs) you see the countdown for like the crosswalk going. And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to let her go in front of me. I'm just going to I'm going to just get there first and then I'm going to drive the speed limit. So... Turns out there was a cop at the intersection. Oh my god! <laughs> so we're there, like vroom, 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 ready to go, and it's like doop, the light goes, and so we both fly out of the lights. And I promise it was harmless. We're in the middle of the country, and so then I see the cop first, and so like I had, I wasn't like speeding yet, but it was just acceleration. I hadn't. Re- I was like ten over at this point, so I saw, so I saw the cop, and so I'm like. <laughs> So I I pull over and the cop like literally drives by me, tells me to pull over, goes, catches the Mercedes, right? And I'm like, ha, 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 I'll take this ticket, <laughs> like you crazy bitch. <laughs> and so the, he was like, this is like speed tickets, yelling at me. And then he looked at my license plate at the time we were, or my, my license. And at the time we were living in Mary Hill, he's like, where the hell is Mary Hill? And I was like, I know, right? I thought that was funny. And I didn't get that much of a ticket. I got a warning. So. 
Somebody told me that that was so funny. It could have been classified as speed racing and all this stuff. And he was just trying to scare me. And I was like, that's that bitch. So, yeah, that's. But I don't think this is the same thing at all. We're getting completely off topic. But yeah. Okay. Next. Are you ready? Next story. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So I want to say the majority of people that we got were always talking about men in, in these stories. But we did get one from a listener who was talking about women. So, you have no idea how many neglected wives are out there online. I've been on apps for less than a year and have accidentally found three. Questionable accidentally, but okay. They love to admit the fact that they have husbands. Watch out for MILFs. She'll break your heart and her husband will break your neck. That's very interesting because, like, I've never really considered that side of things, I guess. Because I always think of conversations with friends and how, like, dating apps aren't, you know, typically thought of as maybe the most enjoyable place to be. So the idea of someone already in a relationship getting on one just for, like, funsies doesn't really ever cross my mind, especially. And I guess, like, this this is for sure a biased perspective, but... Like, it's something that I always would assume to be more prevalent in men. And, you know, I'm reflecting on it now. And, like, I don't think that's a very fair assumption to really make now that I'm thinking more about it. And, like, if you're going to have an affair, my thing is, like, the least you can do is make sure the person you're having the affair with is aware. Like, you're actively choosing to be deceitful to two people. I know. Instead of just the one, which is so much worse on an already, like, terrible situation. Okay, so if somebody doesn't know that this person is married, are they at fault? Or is it your responsibility to find out whether or not somebody is married or not? No, because I don't think you, you never enter a relationship with anybody without trust. Like, you, trust should, for the most part, trust is there in a relationship until it is broken. And... Yet I don't think you should have to do due diligence to make sure right. that somebody is single when they're actively portraying themselves to be single. Like, you are an innocent victim in that as much as the person that is being cheated on is an innocent victim in that. If you're aware and you're choosing to do it, then you're just as fault as the person. You're just as at fault as the person that's having the affair. But if you're equally as in the dark, then, like, how can you be faulted for that? Exactly. For, for what? Yes. For trusting uh, yeah. people? Like, Yeah. But I also feel like you 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 should like is that is that like a taboo question like the question of asking if you're exclusive or not like in my mind when I was dating people not online and stuff like I I kind of assumed and maybe when it comes to online dating you can't assume certain things like you can't assume that somebody's not married or you can't assume that you're exclusive or you know because you're not you're just meeting each other you're just like starting on this like journey or whatever right like does that make sense? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that the all of those conversations just, like, come as a natural progression. Like, I don't think that they need to be this, like, big, heavy thing that you have to, like, ooh, when are we going to have that conversation? Like, it should, like you said, it should just be this natural progression. And, like, if it's not and you find yourself, you know, down the road questioning it, then, like, maybe, yes, that and that's a time to, like, push that conversation. But, like, for the most part, it should be easy. Yeah. No, no, 100% agree. Last one. He told me he wasn't attracted to women over 30 on our date. He was 33. I walked out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> what if... <laughs> is that always going to be the rule? You know, as he gets older and you get older? Like, is it... Yeah, like, my thing with this is, like, 
thank you, because to have such an outrageous stance has told me everything I need to know about your self-confidence levels, because, like, that just gives me such insecure energy to be like, ooh, like, I only date, like, younger, like, maybe you're, I don't know, maybe they're trying to, like, match their maturity level, so they're, like, going younger, but, like, I just, like, can't imagine this, like, someone who's, like, confident being, like, oh, I only date women under 30, or I only date men under 30, like, it, it goes both ways, and, like, I just think, like, by ruling me out based off of the fact that I'm literally the same age as you is, like, giving me the exact out that I would need. To well, be, I think like, it's also, like, a fuck. shit, like, like, what do you, like, what a rule. Like, I don't, I feel like that's, that's straight out of a, a, a rom-com, but in the worst way, like, that's the villain guy who's, like, yeah, I don't date, I don't date anybody who's old. I'm a douchebag or like when you're when you're that age and it's like well what if I don't date anybody over 32 asshole like that I would asshole would just come out a lot and I would just say ass I wouldn't stop saying it. I would just, uh, it's just kind of it's just like a weird it's I just find that weirdly specific like I understand everybody has like a type but like like some things just don't make sense like like yeah I just don't, I don't get it yeah. yeah, I just, uh, yeah. Um, okay, I know you said last one, but we have one more that comes in. Are you ready? Save the best for yes. last, I think. I don't know if this is the best or if this is the worst. Okay, when I went on a first date on Valentine's Day, we went to the Russian vodka bar called Pravda, which I don't know if First date seen. on Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's a lot. Bold. <laughs> I would, I'd be like the 15th the 13th like yeah I feel like <laughs> any anything to to uh anything to yeah. avoid that day right so I wonder if so the word pravda in Polish means truth and some Russian and Polish words are similar so I wonder if that's I'll have to look it up to see if if that's what it means but that's funny so the server told us they didn't have a table for us but then suddenly they said they had availability in this secret room in the basement it was like entering Putin's sex dungeon it was a long semicircle couch with candles and curtains for privacy oh like okay i think the thing the thing here the story ends there too i was like oh my god this that that scenario entirely hinges on whether on how both both parties in that date reacted because if you were both like this is weird but like could laugh about it then it's funny but if one person's like this is weird the other person's like no this is great then like it like makes a very different vibe especially like in my my first instinct would be like did you set this up is this did you do this because i sure as hell didn't set this up you know and then i would start to get a little stressed but if they were just as mortified as i was and then we're like and then they're like happy yeah they're like happy happy valentine's day (laughs) (laughs) i I forgot it was valentine's day which does it make it worse a little 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 bit yeah yeah (laughs) this bar's just trying to cram as many people in though as as they possibly can for valentine's day we have a special yeah Okay, so after hearing all these stories, as you are in this online dating world, you have some funny stories that I've heard. My question for you as we listen to all these kind of fails and these weird things, how do you keep yourself from from getting discouraged? Because I have to say you always have the the best attitude and I'm I'm so supportive and I'm so ready, but I'm still hoping that you find 
<laughs> the love of your life in a bookstore or something cute like that could happen on an app. So so how do you go about that? I think, I don't know, like I know it, it can be hard. It's just like about shifting your attitude. Like you said, I look at it or I do my best to look at it. Like it's all fun. It's no pressure. I like meeting new people. If it goes somewhere, that's amazing. And if not, that's fine too. And like, I really do believe that like thing, the things that are meant for you, like they don't pass you by. So like, you know, like that, the saying, like, friends for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Like, I really yes, do feel like that, yeah. like, applies to dating, too. And, like, maybe for dating apps, you just add in, like, it also could be for the memoir. Yeah. And, like, those are those are the four <laughs> options, a reason, this a season, a lifetime, story, or a memoir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, like, then it's all good. Then it means, like, you know, even if it doesn't go well or you have, you know, like, a really weird experience or, like, a nightmarish experience, it's, like, it's fine. It's just something to, like, laugh about with your friends or be like, oh, my God, you won't believe that this happened. And if it's great, then, like, that's great. And, like, just, like, approach it like like a house party. Like, you're just meeting people. And, okay. like, that's all it is. Last dating app idea. Call it Spice for Your Life. Because you never know what kind of spiciness and, and, and random things that it's going to add to your life. There we go. Yeah. Drops yeah. entire mic stand. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think that that wraps up this section of the podcast. And now on to the Philomath. Okay, well, I was going to do the intro for that. So now oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> just just clip, clip it into one sentence. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at like that. Okay, so finding that special someone in your life is a beautiful thing. But when it comes to animals, it's also quite rare. Although an estimated 90% of bird species partner up for life, the same can't be said for mammals. So according to Hamanth P. Nair and Larry J. Young's study, Genes to Brain to Behavior, it is estimated that only 3-5% to of all mammal species, excluding humans, form monogamous relationships. But even then, it's complicated. So I wanted to talk about two different animal species that mate for life because they're funny. So the first is okay. beavers. With beavers, sharing is caring. So for Eurasian beavers, monogamy is more about practicality than romance. Unlike their North American counterparts who have been known to mate outside their bonded partners, Eurasian beavers team up for life as a way to increase their chances of survival. Although one of their primary sources of food is tree bark, its lack of nutritional value means that beavers need to eat a lot of bark to keep themselves going. So by pairing up, couples can split their workload and ensure that everything gets done. In a study by Sam M. G. Stayart and Andrew Zedroser and Frank Rosel for, for Ecologia, research found that tasks divided between pairs, including maintaining their dams, lodges, guarding their territory, and sharing the parenting duties. So if worse comes to worse, just find somebody who knows how to do the dishes and clean up their socks. Number two... California mice resisting temptation. So California mice form lifelong pairings, but as it is often the case in human relationships, it isn't always smooth sailing. While a study for behavioral ecology and sociobiology by David G. Gabernick and J. Cully Nordby found that an overwhelming majority of mice remain loyal to their partner when placed with another mouse under laboratory conditions. Similar research carried out by Joshua D. Poltlorak for Frontiers in Ecology and Evolution noted that some tense conversations upon being reunited <laughs> about half of the couples engaged in angry barks after separation, regardless of whether the partner had cheated, although this arguing stopped after around a week. What's more, those who returned to a friendly relations 
more quickly were found to be more likely to raise healthy offspring. So really that is uh, don't go on more than one date because if you come back and don't be that married wife who goes uh, on Tinder and doesn't disclose that they're married. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> I thought those were cute, but yes. Yeah, they are cute. That is our short and sweet Philomath. Thank you for joining us today. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and review. And if you're listening on Spotify Mobile, you can leave us a rating on there as well. And follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. We're at 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 Witsend Podcast. And until next time, bye. Bye bye.